This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. News. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. Stocks jumped on Tuesday to extend gains from earlier this week, with volatility stemming from concerns about the Omicron variant at least momentarily abating. The Nasdaq outperformed against the S&P 500 and Dow, rising 3% in intraday trading. The S&P 500 and Dow also moved sharply higher, however, with gains of 2.2% and 1.6% respectively. The Dow's 1.9% move higher on Monday had been its best since March. More upbeat commentary and preliminary data suggesting the Omicron variant may not produce as severe of infections as previously feared helped boost markets over the past couple sessions. And elsewhere, renewed commitments by Chinese economic officials to focus on policies that would boost economic growth helped fuel global risk assets. Earlier on Monday, the People's Bank of China cut its reserve requirement ratio for banks in the region, easing monetary policy at a time when many other global central banks, including the U.S. Federal Reserve, had been starting to move toward rolling back highly accommodative policies. Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, told CNN on Sunday that thus far, it does not look like there's a great degree of severity to the Omicron variant relative to prior mutations of the virus. And pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline said that preliminary data showed its coronavirus antibody treatment remained effective against the full combination of mutations present in the Omicron variant, according to a statement Tuesday. The CBOE volatility index decreased to just below 24, as investors assessed the risks of the Omicron variant in light of new remarks. This brought the so-called fear gauge down from its peak of more than 35 on Friday, or its highest level since January. The level of volatility is somewhat logical here, because a lot of this started prior to the Omicron variant really emerging. We knew that Fed Chair Jerome Powell was changing course in terms of his policy actions. He was speaking more hawkishly, Markets were already in the process of repricing a bit. Jim Karen, Morgan Stanley Investment Management Fixed Income Portfolio Manager, told Yahoo Finance Live on Monday. I know after Thanksgiving news about Omicron came out, and that created a pretty big volatile event. But I think the initial conditions where valuations were pretty full, we knew the Fed was starting to change course and starting to tighten financial conditions a bit, and that's going to mean that asset prices are going to have to reprice, he added you start to get somewhat of a perfect storm when you add a health risk. While technology stocks outperformed on Tuesday, the move comes after weeks of these names lagging the broader market as expectations for a monetary policy shift increased in the U.S. Alongside concerns of the Omicron variant, 
Investors have also been ascertaining when and how robustly the Federal Reserve will move to accelerate its asset purchase tapering program and raise interest rates from their current near-zero levels as inflationary pressures continue to mount. On Friday, the Labor Department is set to release its November Consumer Price Index, which is expected to show the fastest year-over-year rise in core consumer prices since 1991 at a 4.6% annual gain. Tech and growth stocks are the longest-duration assets, which means they're going to be the most negatively impacted in valuation by any bump up in inflation, which would take interest rates up. Paul Meeks, Portfolio Manager for Independent Wealth Solutions Management, told Yahoo Finance Live. But on the other hand, what the Fed is doing and is even talking about doing, which is going from accommodative to more restrictive monetary policy, is a known. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.